Yuval Noah Harari is a historian, philosopher, and best-selling author, selling more than 40 million copies in 65 languages, and he's considered one of the world's most influential public intellectuals today. He is praised by world leaders such as Mark Zuckerberg and Barack Obama, to name a few. Harari suggests that after the coming Great Reset, we will shift from producing machines and products to human bodies and minds. Most notably, he is an Israeli gay pro-transhumanist atheist who thinks man has become or can become gods. He's also lead advisor to Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. Many are asking, is Yuval Noah Harari the false prophet? Let's talk about it. Welcome to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls today. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. The question of the day, Doug, is, is Yuval Noah Harari the false prophet? That's the question. That's quite an interesting... Or is he a... Regular guy? Precursor. Oh, he could be a precursor, that's right. (laughs) You third spur of wonder. I know, right? <laughs> you didn't know I was going to work that one in today, no, did you? No, I did not. Um, well, that's the question for today. Why? Why is that an important conversation to have about the false prophet? Because it's like, can't we just say, we'll know them when, when, it, when they come on the scene? Why do we got to even talk about it? Well, because prophecy is pretty clear about uh, the false prophet and that he will be part of the one world government. He'll actually be in partner with the Antichrist. And that is one way also, Vince, you know, that we understand that it will be a uh, revived Holy Roman Empire because in a Holy Roman Empire there was always the political leader and then there was the spiritual leader and whoever that spiritual leader was at the time was the Pope at the time. Um, So um, it's important that we look at these people and listen to what they're saying and see do they line up biblically with the prophecies that we have. So we're going to look at the prophecies along with looking at uh, some of the statements he's made. We're going to see some video where you're going to hear it from his mouth. Uh, We've looked at him several times, but he's a very interesting person. And uh, he he says some things that would make you uh, kind of wonder, you know, is he the false prophet? He's he's definitely an interesting person. Well, let's just assume that, let's just say... Um, for this example's sake, if he were the false prophet, what does that mean on God's timeline? Because, you know, a lot of people want to know when the rapture is going to happen and um, when the Great Tribulation will happen and all these questions that we have about the end time. Yeah. If there is a false prophet alive today and if it happens to be Yuval Noah Harari, what does that mean as far as God's timeline goes? It means that we would be in the final three and a half years if, if all this was lining up the way it's supposed to because the false prophet will be revealed at a certain time. We're going to look at that. So, how we're but to know. date, 
We haven't technically had a great reveal. We haven't because the Antichrist has not been revealed yet. Maybe we're waiting on a great reset for this reveal to occur. Hey, you know, that's what's interesting about this whole situation because it is a, it's a part of the world government. The WEF is who he is very much associated with. Klaus Schwab is the leader of the WEF. They are meeting uh, right now talking about um, the future and uh, how it's going to line up with these crises that are popping up all over the place. And so um, we know that in the uh, end time, that when that final seven years happens, that peace plan comes, there's going to be uh, a seven-year timeline that's going to come up. The final seven years, Daniel's 70th week, uh, there's going to be a peace treaty, there's going to be a Jewish temple built, and that the Antichrist is going to stand in that Jewish temple he is going to declare himself to be God, and that false prophet is going to be there backing him up. And so, um, are we at that time yet? We are not, Vince, because we don't have a temple. We don't have a seven-year peace plan. We don't have animal sacrifices resuming yet. So, we know all this from the scripture, but when he's saying these things, it's just like everybody got up in arms over uh, the the COVID uh, vaccine and how a lot of people thought that that could be the mark of the beast. It's very interesting because they even talk about this in some of these articles and these videos. So all these things are um, very interesting and we need to address them so that people understand what scripture says about the times we're in right now and how these players could be involved and if they are the actual people from the prophecies that we read about. So, if I hear you correctly, if he is the false prophet or anybody else that's alive right now, we're saying that that is, that the false prophet will be alive and known just prior to the second coming of Jesus. Yes. So that, I mean, for me, that's enough to to make this conversation important. Right. We need to be looking for, well, I don't know if that's the appropriate word, but it's not terrible to look for this false prophet or the antichrist or other signs that the bible gives us that's going to happen i mean that's we we know that that's how we're going to be able to navigate the times is because we know the signs that are coming yeah. just before the second coming of jesus and one of those is this and so if i can identify a false prophet based on scripture then i can also say we're close to the end of the age that jesus talked about mm-hmm. And that's going to change some things for believers around the world. If we can point to a a timeline that's given to us, and we have a whole lesson on it called the future, uh, just came out. But we have a, if, if I can point to a timeline and say this is about where we are, and here's why. I just think that would revolutionize the way we think, the way we behave. Uh, yeah. The way we live our lives is just going to dramatically change when we can identify a false prophet. Yeah, and right now, Vince, more than any other time, I believe in in my lifetime, people need to start looking toward Jesus Christ because we are seeing these things that are happening. We're it's as if the Lord is trying to get our attention and say, "Are you paying attention?" Uh, we need to be paying close attention to things that are happening around us right now, things that are happening in our world, and in a time where there's so much hurt and so much pain going on. Uh, around the globe. It's not just here, but uh, around the world right now, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of hurt. People need to be seeking Jesus. They need to be crying out to Jesus. 
And people need to be uh, very close to the Lord. Uh, the Bible tells us that we'll find Him when we seek Him with our whole heart. It's time for us to begin to seek the Lord with our whole heart. Well, hasn't it been time for us to do that? Yeah, it's, uh, it, it has been for a long time. But man, we are getting to that point to where all these things should be waking people up who have said, you know, I'll, I'll do it, but I'm going to do it on my time. It's time that you start making time for Jesus and getting that relationship right. All right, well, we're talking about is Yuval Noah Harari the false prophet? There's a lot of questions that revolve around that. We'd love to hear from you. Call us at 877-END-TIME. That's 877-363-8463. We'd love to hear from you today. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 end time. That's 800-363-8463. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Is Yuval Noah Harari the false prophet? You may not know who this man is. We're going to introduce you to him show some video clips of some things that he said that are pretty alarming and quite convincing uh, for some folks that he is the false prophet, but we're going to look at who he is, we're going to look at Scripture, and hopefully provide clarity today on whether or not he is the false prophet. Before we get into that, I want to remind you that Dave and Jana will be in Kingsport, Tennessee this weekend on Saturday at 6 p.m. Dave will be teaching a lesson called The Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. Um, and then on Sunday, he's not teaching a normal prophecy lesson. He will provide a brief update. However, the bulk of his message on Sunday morning is going to be about the Holy Spirit. It is Pentecost Sunday, and the church has asked him to talk about that. 
So it will be an interesting day that uh, you'll get to hear Dave talk about something that you don't normally get to on this show because we obviously center the messaging around Bible prophecy and current events. It's what the show is about, Doug. And so this is going to be a special opportunity for those of you in the Kingsport, Tennessee area. That session's at 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. You can learn more about the venue and other details of that event by going to endtime.com slash events, or you can call us at 800-END-TIME. We'd be happy to help you over the phone. Doug, you've been to many prophecy conferences over the years. What do you think about them? How, like from a, I guess you probably went to some before you worked here, correct? Mm-hmm. And you've been to many working here helping with all the things. So It's, um, it's always great. I mean, the, the chance to be able to, to be there and hear it live and be, have an opportunity to talk with Dave, um, you know, that's great. Always enjoyed the opportunity to go and hear uh, Pastor Baxter live and, and be able to go up and speak with him afterwards. And uh, that was always great as a person that was going to a conference. Uh, but the the thing about doing it since I've worked here is that we get to get out there and meet the people and talk with the people who listen to the program every day, who follow us uh, online and on the radio. And so it's always a, a great thing to be able to meet the people that follow us and uh, that partner with us. And it's it's just a great event to be able to go out there and see um, everybody that comes to these conferences. It's always fun. Yeah, we love meeting people there. And like I've said multiple times on here, we don't sneak in the back door or have a VIP area where we hide from everyone. We're right out there with everybody else like you know, any average Joe that may be there, we're out there with you. Right. And we stick around and have conversations with you and answer questions to the best of our ability. And uh, we love meeting you and uh, getting to know you a little bit better, putting a face with the name in a lot of cases. So yeah. uh, make sure to come out to that, endtime.com slash events. If you can't make it there, there's dozens of other options for the rest of the year that may be closer to home for you. So check that out today. All right, Yuval Noah Harari, Doug. We've talked about him being like a villain type guy in the videos we've seen of him before. <laughs> kind of gives off that vibe a little bit. Mm-hmm. And because of some of the things he said, many people have reached out to us wanting to know, could he be the false prophet? Yeah, and there's even been some articles written in that perspective as well from some Christian ministries that have asked that question themselves. And so, uh, you know, it seemed appropriate to talk about since he's been in the news so much here lately. Um, interesting thing, I got this from um, the yoanoaharari.com. Uh, it's his own website. Yeah, so his it? own website. So okay. uh, it says he's born in Israel in 1976, uh, received his Ph.D. from the University of Oxford in uh, 2002, and is currently a lecturer at the Department of History in the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. Uh, so there's one thing. A lot of people, when they think about the Antichrist, they think he has to be a Jewish person. Well, here we've got the guy that we're looking at to be a false prophet, and he just happens to be Jewish. Uh, in 2019... So are, are you throwing that in there because you think the false prophet has to be Jewish? No, I'm not saying that at all, but so many people think that the Antichrist has to be. And it's just interesting. We're talking about this guy is a Jew, and he... We're looking at him as the false prophet. It's just interesting. Okay. He would be the false prophet to uh, Schwab's Antichrist if that were the case. And oh, we were looking at that. So. Well, we've done a show. Yes, we have. Is yeah. um, Schwab the Antichrist? Yeah, so. we've talked about that. So now we're The answer to that at, was no. Right. 
So we're probably giving away. Not everyone agrees with us on that, though. Right. That's true. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. So following his international success of his books, uh, Yuval Harari (laughs) co-founded Sapienship, which is his uh, which with his husband. And hang on, you got to slow down there because you stuttered on that, and I know why. Yeah. But you said he co-founded Sapienship with his husband. Right. He is he is a uh, homosexual. Okay, just want to make yeah. sure that was we were all on the same page. Yeah, and uh, this was not only his husband but his original agent, uh, Itzak Hayav, is his name. I think I probably butchered that, but I'm from probably. Texas, so it's okay. now another interesting thing. Doug is um, some say that the Antichrist will be a homosexual. Yeah. So there's and two he's things. a homosexual and he's a yeah. Jew, so you might you being someone out there, they might actually think he might fit the bill for Antichrist more than false prophet. <laughs> well, they might be asking those questions next, but we're going to clear some of that up, I think. <laughs> All right, um, Yuval Harari gave keynote speeches on the future of humanity in Davos, <coughs> which is the World Economic Forum location. There, uh, he did that in 2020 and 2018. Um, in their main hall stage, he regularly discusses global issues with heads of state and has had public conversations. This is a long list. Mm-hmm. I might skip a few. <coughs> but yeah. world leaders like uh, from Austria, Greece, um, the Dutch Prime Minister, uh, let's see, France, Germany, Argentina, mm-hmm. and even Shanghai's mayor. And so he sat down and had on-screen conversations. That's where we get some of our clips from. Yeah. Because he's saying things that you're going, wait, he doesn't know this is being recorded, right? This is some creepy stuff right? that typically world leaders wouldn't want people to know that they think. Yeah. But he's saying it out there like, it's okay. This is, this is what is going to happen. Yeah. And this is what I believe. And it's pretty out there stuff. Well, he's, he's got a... A great resume here of being able to hobnob with a lot of the uh, elites, um, government elites, as well as uh, some of the social media people with Mark Zuckerberg. And, uh, you know, I mean, even we've seen where Barack Obama has even said he he loves this guy. And so uh, very interesting. And the influence this guy has uh, with some very high up officials within different countries. And uh, so, anyway, he's an interesting fellow for sure, to say the least. But I felt like what we need to do, Vince, is we need to read the the section from Revelation that tells us about the false prophet so that we see what Scripture says. And then we'll kind of put him up against some of these Scriptures and see how he lines up with that. All right, the first one is Revelation chapter 13. Is that right? Yeah. Revelation 13, starting in verse 11. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. And he spake as a dragon, and he exercised all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. It deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. 
and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Okay, so we see a lot of information there that we'll kind of come back to uh, through this, but the number one thing that I want everybody to see there is that he will look like a lamb, but he speaks like the dragon. So let's listen to some of the things that uh, Noah Harari has said. But when you have a lose-lose situation, like with climate change, it's much more difficult without some overarching authority, real authority. Now, how to get there and how would it look like, I don't know. Um, And certainly there is no obvious reason to think that it would look like Denmark or that it would be a democracy. Um, Most likely it wouldn't. We don't have uh, workable democratic models for a global government. Um, So maybe it would look more like ancient China than like modern Denmark. Mm. But still, um, given the dangers that we are facing, I think the imperative of having some kind of real ability to force through difficult decisions on the global level is more important than almost anything else. Okay, so in that clip there, he's talking about world government, and he's talking about how that's going to look. He wasn't sure how it would look, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be very democratic. It's going to be a world government that's going to be able to implement things that need to be implemented. Like uh, when the Bible talks about the world government, it says that it had great iron teeth and that it stomped and it trampled everything beneath its feet. That's the type of world government that he's talking about. Now, based on the scripture above about the false prophet, it says he'll speak like a dragon. Well, remember, the world government is is given to us in Revelation 13, verse 1 and 2. It talks about uh, the seven-headed beast with uh, ten horns. It has the body of the leopard, the feet of the bear, the mouth of the lion. And it talks about the world government beast Uh, having its power, its seat, and its great authority given to it by Satan himself. And so we have Yaval speaking about the importance of this global governance. He sounds a lot like what the dragon is telling him. Uh, So he does kind of talk like the dragon. Okay, So we've got another clip here that's very interesting. It's a little bit longer that I want to look at and... uh, it's, it's from the same interview, I believe, but he talks about the Bible here. Now, Doug, while we're watching this video, sorry, I think I, I messed them up. They were ready for yeah, that were, video and I jacked it up. Yeah. While we're watching this video, I do want to tell everyone um, that those of you that are on Facebook, we've put a poll up there. We want to hear from you watching on Facebook. We put a poll up. Is Yuval Noah Harari the false prophet? Yes, no, I don't know. So you see that poll there. Go ahead and select an answer. And uh, we'll reveal those results later on in the show. But I did want to get uh, draw your attention to that in case you haven't seen it yet. Vote on the poll. We'd appreciate it very much. All right, that clip. Sorry, Doug. Okay, no problem. Let's go to that clip. I, trust I mean, there is nothing that, I don't know, Goebbels, Joseph Goebbels didn't know about all this idea of fake news and, uh, and post-truth. He famously said that if you repeat a lie often enough, people will think it's the truth. And the bigger the lie, the better. Mm. Because uh, people won't even think that oh, something so big can be, can be a lie. 
And um, I think that fake news have been with us for thousands of years. Um, just think of the Bible. But there's... <laughs> but, but there's you hear the laughter as he says, fake news has been around for thousands of years, just think of the Bible. So right there we can see that he calls the Bible fake news. This is something that the devil's been trying to convince people of, Vince, since the beginning of creation. Sure did. Yeah, and so I, I threw a scripture in there that will help us understand that this is talk like the dragon would speak. Yeah, and, and like we've read about in the Bible, starting in Genesis yeah. 3, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Uh, didn't, isn't what God told you fake news? Yeah, that's so, basically what And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Yeah, so we've, we've had the devil doing the same thing since the beginning of creation in the Garden of Eden there. He is spreading disinformation <laughs> and, uh, and, and basically doing what this gentleman's doing too, saying that the Bible is fake news. Uh, so an, another thing, I think we got time for this clip. Yeah, we do. Let's look at this next clip where he talks about humans being gods. Now humans are developing even bigger powers than ever before. We are really acquiring divine powers of creation and destruction. We are really upgrading humans into gods. We are acquiring, for instance, the, the power to re-engineer life. Okay, so he says there we're turning humans into gods and we're re-engineering life. Uh, also in Genesis 3, the devil talked about this. You want to read that? You want me to read it? Yeah, starting in verse 5. For God doth not know, excuse me, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Yeah, so the devil was successful at this same lie telling people that they could be like God, saying, hey, that's why the Lord doesn't want you to eat from this tree, because he knows if you do that, then you'll be like him. You'll be like a God. And here we have Yaval speaking this and saying that that's the, uh, the history or the future, I should say, for human beings is that we can become like gods because now they have this ability to do that. So, so far, he's sounding a lot like he could be the false prophet. And what's interesting, too, is they call him prophet. Mm -hmm. They do call him They prophet. refer to him as a prophet, which is weird, but yeah. um, nonetheless, that's what's so. And we'll talk more about this on the other side of the break. We'll get to your calls. You can join us by calling 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We have a few open lines, so if you're going to get on, you better call now. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. 
It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. We do have open lines at 877 End Time. And I want to remind you that Dave and Jana will be in Kingsport, Tennessee this weekend. You can learn more about the details of that event and the venue and such at endtime.com slash events. Or you can give us a call at 800 End Time. Doug, Revelation 13, starting at verse 16, says, And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it's the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score and six. Now we're talking about is Yuval Noah Harari the false prophet? Mm-hmm. How's that guy going to pull this one off if he is the false prophet? Well, see, that's another very interesting thing because, I mean, he never says anything uh, about buying and selling here uh, when he talks about the things that we're about to see in this next video. But he does talk about being able to do surveillance under the skin. Uh, It's something very interesting, and it sounds a lot like what the Scripture talks about with the mark, having the mark in your hand or your forehead. So if we can look at that video clip, he's going to talk about transhumanism and eliminating free will. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. Free will, that's over. That's over. Over. Today, we have the technology to hack human beings on a massive scale. Yeah, I mean, everything is being digitalized. Everything is being monitored. In this time of crisis, you have to follow science. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste because a crisis is an opportunity to also do good reforms that in normal times people will never agree to. But in a crisis, you see we have no chance, so, 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 so let's do it. vaccine won't help us go the to the test, of course. The vaccine will help <laughs> us, of course. It will make things you know, more manageable. Surveillance, people could look back in 100 years 
and identify the coronavirus epidemic as the moment when a new regime of surveillance took over, especially surveillance under the skin, which I think is maybe the most important development of the 21st century, is this ability to hack human beings, to go under the skin, collect biometric data, analyze it, and understand people better than they understand themselves. This, I believe, is maybe the most important event of the 21st century. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it. Natural selection is replaced by intelligent design. The era of inorganic life is now beginning. In the coming decades, AI and biotechnology will give us godlike abilities to re-engineer life and even to create completely new life forms. We are about to enter a new era of inorganic life shaped by intelligent design. Our intelligent design. Okay. So, interesting stuff there. Very. Surveillance under the skin and being able to uh, eliminate free will. That is, that's very interesting to me. So that sounds a lot like what the mark will be like. So the question again is, is Yaval Noah Harari the false prophet from Revelation 13? And Doug, I'll say that the poll that we put out on Facebook... 61% of the people watching on Facebook that, that did the poll said they don't know if he is or not. 28% said no, and 11% said yes. Wow. So 68% don't know. So hopefully, after we've provided all this information and what we're about to say, we can provide absolute clarity on whether or not he's the false prophet. Yeah. I hope so. Well... <laughs> Well, let's see. Yeah. Well, so many people that follow our program on a daily basis, they know what we believe about the false prophet. And uh, we, what we believe, I'll just state this right now, that what we believe is whoever holds the office of the Pope at the time the Antichrist is revealed, and we talked about that revealing earlier, that whoever is the Pope at the time, that person will be the false prophet. Okay. So a lot of people, Vince, they don't... You've all know Harari is not the Pope. He's not the Pope. And, and the thing is... He's an atheist. He is an atheist, and, he, and that's the key there. In order to be a candidate to be the Pope, he would have to be baptized in the Catholic Church. Pretty sure he couldn't be married to a guy. Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe even married at all. I'm not sure on the qualifications of the Pope yeah. in that regard. Yeah, I but it, do, it doesn't look good for him to be the pope. Right, he's he's not going to be the pope, and but there's good reason why we believe that. Okay, so what I do believe, it, just to kind of tell everybody, is he is a false prophet, but he's not the false prophet of Revelation 13, and uh, he he would have to, um, like we said, look like a lamb and speak like the dragon. But there's other. Uh, text that we understand okay so when i say that when i say that he must look like a lamb well we understand that jesus is the lamb of god and we know that because of john chapter 1 tells us verse 29 says the next day john seeth jesus coming unto him and saith behold the lamb of god which taketh away the sin of the world 
Yeah, absolutely. And so we, we understand that. We even know that in Revelation, I didn't put the scripture in here, but in Revelation, it talks about John seeing a, a symbolic view of Jesus Christ as a lamb that was slain when he's in heaven and the mysteries of heaven are being revealed to him. And so we understand that Jesus is that lamb of God. Jesus himself tells us that many false prophets will come in his name. And he tells us that in Matthew 24. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Okay, so, so right there, uh, Yaval doesn't really match up to this because he's not coming in Jesus' name. He's not claiming to be a Christian. He actually declares that he's an atheist and that the Bible is fake news. So, uh, it's well, saying, though, that, you know, he. He's going to, many are going to come and say, I am Christ, I am Messiah. Yeah, that's going to be the Antichrist, though, that does this. Okay, so the false prophet and the Antichrist are two different individuals. And a lot of people, that's where they get confused in the Bible when they're reading. They think the Antichrist, that that's the only leader there is the Antichrist. But the Bible tells us in Revelation 19 that at the end of the battle of Armageddon, the beast and the false prophet are both thrown into the lake of fire. So that lets you know that these are two individuals, the Antichrist and the false prophet. And the reason why I say the beast there is the Antichrist is because if you look back in Daniel, Daniel chapter 7 tells you the same thing, that the little horn, which is referring to the Antichrist, is thrown into the lake of fire at the end of days when Jesus comes and establishes his kingdom here on earth. So that's how we know. We look at all the scripture, get the big picture, and we know there's going to be two individuals. It's going to be the Antichrist and his partner, the false prophet. Okay. Okay? So is there a most recognized religious figure on the planet? Yes. And that's the Pope. Most people understand this. He's considered to be the vicar of Christ, which means uh, the Pope is the supreme and universal uh, primacy both of honor and of jurisdiction over the Church of Christ. That's what the Vatican says about the Pope. So when you go on the Vatican, that's what, when you look up vicar of Christ, that's what it says about the Pope. He's one of the most recognized Uh, if not the most recognized religious leader in the world. And he actually um, speaks to all of the uh, political leaders throughout the world. Many uh, times he's at the UN, but he even has these political leaders come and meet with him at the Vatican uh, when they come into office. It's one of the first things they do. Even uh, our current President Biden went to see him, as as well as uh, even Nancy Pelosi went to visit the Pope. So many world leaders go and visit the Pope and recognize him as um, a religious leader or the most recognized religious leader. And just to kind of disqualify you all from Antichrist as well, we don't. We're not saying he's the Antichrist either, right? I, I definitely do not believe that he fits that criteria at, at this point in time, anyway. Uh, so we we know that the. <coughs> Antichrist is going to be a political figure that he's going to come out of a revived Holy Roman Empire. So we believe he'll come from uh, the European Union uh, at some point in time. And he rises up among ten nations or ten kings. Uh, and so we, we don't even see that forming yet or happening yet. And so we know the Antichrist is out there somewhere. We believe he is at this time, but we don't know who he is, even though we you know have 
questions about that ourselves. We look at certain people and, and wonder if they could uh, eventually be that person. So we know that we believe and feel pretty strongly about it that the leader of the world government will be the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. And the leader of the world religion, which is what we're talking about today, will be the false prophet. Yes. And from everything we can see right now, unless there's some unbelievable transformation in, in this guy's life, Yuval Noah Harari will not be the Pope, right. which certainly means he will also not be the false prophet that the Bible tells us will be on earth just before the second coming of Jesus. Right. Now, the other thing is we've probably upset some of our Catholic friends right now by saying this, but even a lot of Catholics understand that there is a evil Pope coming. It's in their prophecies. Uh, you know, we, we talk about St. Malachi and how uh, he prophesied that the 112th Pope from his time would be that Pope. We're on that 112th Pope right now. We don't hold anything to that prophecy because that's a Catholic prophecy. It's not a biblical prophecy. It was made by a man that was within the Catholic Church. But we understand that the Catholics believe that prophecy to be true and that there is an evil Pope coming. Now, having said that, that lines up with what the Bible tells us too because in Revelation 17, Vince, it talks about Mystery Babylon and it tells us that John sees... This woman who is the great harlot and she's riding on the back of this world government beast that's a red dragon with seven heads and ten horns. So this... What's that have to do with the United States or New York? It has nothing to do with the United States or New York. And, and so we've got some of the you mean clues. Mystery Babylon isn't the United States I know or New a lot York? of people believe that and there's a lot of people that you know teach that. But scripture proves that wrong. If you if you truly look at Scripture with an open mind and open heart and receive what Scripture is telling you, it gives you a lot of clues there. And so we've got some of the clues. How that many clues? Uh, I don't even know how many we've got in here. I think we've got four clues. We've got four clues, yeah. and we've got but less than a minute than before the commercial well, comes. We're not going to be able to get to those clues, I'm sure. But here's what we need to Here's what we need to take away from this. Okay. okay? We need to look at this as, okay, God has given us this... Uh, vision that John has, he lays it out for us and he's showing us that when the Lord talks about a woman in scripture that it's about to talk about, if it's, he's usually identifying a church. If it's a, a virgin church, that's his church. But if it's a harlot church, that is not a true church. And so the Bible calls this woman uh, mother of harlots, this mystery Babylon riding a red beast. And we'll break down those clues when we get back, I guess. All right, and we will also be getting to your calls, so you can join us if you'd like to be on the air with Doug and I. The number to call is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We have one segment left, so we'll try to get to every call that comes in. We'd love to hear from you. Is uh, Yuval the false prophet? Let's hear your perspective. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Join us by calling 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug, we should uh, take a call before we get into these clues, keep everybody on the uh, wire there, wanting to know what these clues are. There's four clues that we're going to share about what? Mystery Babylon, right? Right. What the Bible has to say about Mystery Babylon. We're telling you it's not the United Nations. We're telling you it's not New York. It's not the United States. But we believe we know who it is or what it is. And we're going to share a few clues here in a little bit. But let's get to the phones now. John in Tennessee, welcome to End of the Age. Well, good afternoon to the two of you. Good afternoon, sir. Good to see you. Uh, I think you're probably right that this Harari is not the false prophet. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe one of the most serious uh, lines of scripture that gives us an idea of who the false prophet will be <laughs> is the fact that he is able to perform miracles in the sight of the beast. And just like we have to wait to see who it is that uh, causes the uh, desolation in the... Uh, house of God, that we're going to have to wait to see. Hello? Yes, sir. We're here. Oh, I didn't know if I could. I was still there or not. <laughs> yeah. I believe we're going to have to wait and see who it is that does the miracles in the sight of the beast before we can be assured of who the false prophet is. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. I think he's just one of those people that is one of the many false prophets. Yes, that are going to be out there in the world, and uh, it's good to talk to you. Uh, I'm looking forward to, my wife and I are looking forward to meeting Dave and Jana at the Kingsport this weekend. Wonderful. And you can uh, give me an answer to what you think about that off the air. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you, John. John. I always love hearing from John. Yeah. Uh, he always calls, typically when we talk about who the Antichrist might be, mm-hmm. and he reminds us that it's important not to focus so much on who it's going to be and focus more on telling people about Jesus. I always appreciate that about John. And here we are. He's reminding us here too, which is something we have talked about and are going to talk about, that the false prophet will perform miracles. So when those miracles, specifically mentioned in Revelation, occur, we'll be able to show you a video on this show and say, here's what Scripture says. Here's what this person did. Yeah. False prophet, there it is. Yeah, that that really huge miracle there is going to be pulling fire down from the sky inside of men. Uh, and and I've talked about before what my uh, opinion is about that is that uh, the false prophet. <laughs> a lot of the Jewish people are looking for Elijah to come before the Messiah. 
Jesus told us that the uh, John the Baptist fulfilled that prophecy that he what, he came in the power and the spirit of Elijah, but they're looking for Elijah to point the way to the Messiah. The Jewish people who do not believe that Jesus is Messiah. So if they see a religious figure pull fire down from the sky and point to that uh, man of lawlessness and say, "This is your Messiah." then uh, they would tend to believe that. So it's kind of, I kind of think that that could be where that miracle comes into play. I talked about Pastor ba- or talked to Pastor Baxter about this um, one time when we were traveling together and he, uh, he told me that he never really looked at, it, looked at it like that, but that could be a possibility. And so um, that's just kind of my opinion. That's not something that end time stands on, but it is interesting that that will be one of those things that we'll be able to say, Yes, because it says he does it in the sight of man. I'm sure it's going to be on every cable news network and satellite program all around. So YouTube and everything else. More importantly, on end of the age, right? Yeah, we'll be talking about it. Absolutely. Um, We do have some open lines at 877-ENZYME, 877-363-8463. You have some time to get in. uh, So give us a call. We're going to be talking about a few clues about Mystery Babylon. Before we do, let's go to Sam in Texas. Sam, welcome to end of the age. Hey guys, I, I don't think this guy is the false prophet because isn't a false prophet supposed to come up from the bottomless pit and kill the two witnesses? And that's how we're going to know who the false prophet is. Because uh, Satan, the Antichrist, is still in heaven. He hadn't been thrown out until after the two witnesses are killed by this thing from the bottomless pit. Well, actually, Sam, that that's going to be the Antichrist that kills those two witnesses. And he's actually going to do it at the end of the two witnesses uh, ministry is when that's going to happen. Now, the false prophet and the Antichrist are going to be revealed about the same time those two witnesses come on the scene. Because they're going to be the false prophet and the Antichrist are going to come on halfway into that final seven years. And then we see the two witnesses that appear at the same time and their ministry goes on for 42 months. That's the last three and a half years of um, the final seven years. And so that's when they're going to be killed and that is going to be the Antichrist that actually does that. Okay, because I read where this is the the guy from the bottomless pit makes war against the two witnesses and kills them. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. But thank you, guys. Okay, thank you, Sam. All right, Doug, we need to provide some clarity on this Mr. Babylon before we take any more calls. We have clues. We have people that don't agree with us. We realize that. um, But we have to teach what we believe is true. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to give people a few clues on Mystery Babylon. And can you refresh us on why that's important to know how it helps us with the false prophet? Yeah, because that false prophet is, like we said, is going to be a religious leader. And here we see this entity, this church. And remember that, um, like I said before, when the Lord is talking about a church in the Bible, he uses a virgin as uh, a pure church that belongs to him. He uses uh, a whore when he talks about a church that is a falling away church. Uh, And so the first clue that we have here is Mystery Babylon is a city. Not a country. Not a country. It's a city. It or says an organization. Right. Well, it's it's kind of going to be both. Let's look at it a little bit. Well, it, for the UN's sake. Yeah, yeah. Some people think it's the UN. Right. 
But it's, it's actually in Revelation 17, 18 of the chapter, it tells us that the woman's a city. And it says, The woman which thou sawest is a great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. And so the woman is a city there. Okay, So it's letting us know that there's a city involved in it. And a lot of people say, well, New York's a city. And, you know, that's true. They, they try to say that, you know, New York is answering that clue. But then we have another clue. Okay. Okay. Mystery of Babylon presides over a vast international system. All right. So in verse one, we're told that the woman sets on many waters. Okay, verse 15 explains the meaning of the waters, and it says that the waters which thou sawest where the horse sitteth are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. I mean, that could be New York. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, I guess people could say that that's New York, but uh, it, it is not New York. It sets over those waters. Those waters are a vast majority of people, and the Catholic Church also presides over many different people from many different places and nations and multitudes. The Vatican. Okay, so we're we're moving down through here a little fast and we're going to have to go. So not only is the woman a city, but apparently it's the headquarters of a vast international system. So I kind of gave the clue away before we got there that uh, clue number three, this city sets on seven hills. That's definitely not New York. No, because we definitely do not sit on seven hills in New York. Uh, But in verse 3, we're told that the woman rides the beast with seven heads. And verse 9 reveals the meaning of these heads. And here is a mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman setteth. So remember, we've already learned that the woman's a city. This passage tells us the woman sets on seven mountains. And there's a city on earth that's known as the city of seven hills. And that's the city of Rome, okay? But Rome is also the headquarters for international power that rules over peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues, and that is the Vatican. It claims to rule over one billion Roman Catholics worldwide. So remember, the prophecy was written long before the Catholic Church even existed, long before Rome became its headquarters. But John saw the future and tells us about this. So those are important clues. The next one is one of the most important clues. Okay. I'm going to let you read that one. Give me a break. Clue number four is that she is clothed in purple and red. Yeah. There's no way the Bible says that. This is just uh, somebody that wrote it along the way? No, it actually says it in Scripture. Okay. Well, that's significant. Yeah, very significant. Revelation 17, verse 4. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. Yeah, and so that's important because there are two ruling bodies in the Catholic Church. Okay, It's the bishops and the cardinals. And bishops wear purple and cardinals wear scarlet or red. And so these two are kind of like the Senate and the House of Representatives here in the United States for the Catholic Church. They are the ruling party. Uh, There was an article that was written uh, in the, uh, I don't even know what it says, the the Crittenton, a Roman Catholic publication, July 1st, 1988. This article entitled, yeah, way back, 
this article entitled More Than You Want to Know About Cardinals, it stated that cardinals wear red while non-cardinal bishops and archbishops wear purple. So Mystery Babylon is a city that sits on seven hills and Rome is known as a worldwide as that city that sits on seven hills. Mystery Babylon is to sit on peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. Rome is the headquarter for that Roman Catholic Church claiming one billion members worldwide. So, so why is that important about the false prophet? Because the false prophet, like we said, is going to be the most recognized religious symbol. We know that that person is the Pope. He's known all around the world. And so uh, he is the ruling body over that Roman Catholic Church, this woman riding this beast. And so the Roman Catholic Church is going to be in cahoots with that one world government. And uh, it's, it's very important to understand that and to see what's happening uh, as we watch things develop. And so my next question, Vince, is what does the Pope say about what the WEF stands for? What is he for this or is he against this? Is he for world government or is he against world government? What do we hear the Pope saying? Well, we have a minute left before the show ends for today. Yeah. So I want to apologize to our callers. We couldn't get to everyone. However, tomorrow is open line. So you can call us back tomorrow, 877 end time. We'll be streaming live at 3 p.m. like we do every weekday, uh, 3 p.m. Central Time. So I apologize to the callers we couldn't get to. And we don't have enough time to really get into what all the Pope says. So please give us the important parts. Well, let me just, Maybe we can cover it more tomorrow. Yeah, let me just read this uh, title. The Pope, Pope Francis hops aboard chilling globalist Great Reset WEF wagon. So Pope Francis says that the coronavirus has provided the perfect opportunity for economies of the world uh, and regime markets uh, and push businesses to put social justice rather than profits at the core of their pursuit. So he's saying this coronavirus has given them the perfect opportunity to begin to set up the Great Reset. Uh, Another article that I can't read, but I'll just say Pope Francis calls for new world order after the pandemic. And that comes from Brett Bart, uh, March 15th of 21. All right. Well, don't forget to go to endtime.com. We will see you tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.